0: Uh, Jason Walsh, Newstalk ZB political editors with us to wrap the political week that was, hey Jason? Evening Heather. Hey, so Acton Winston are joining forces to go up against the Nats, eh? Well, it certainly
1: sounds like that. We just heard those reports from One News, and um, of certainly all the digging that I've done and the the, the phone calls I've been making, it very much seems like the ACT Party and New Zealand First are very much warming to each other in a way that even they are probably quite surprised at. I mean, you going into this coalition or post government forming um, negotiation period, it wouldn't have thought you wouldn't have thought that ACT and New Zealand First would have been on the same side, given the fact that um, ACT said something along the lines of "Winston is the least trustworthy politician." That he's ever encountered in his career. Um, But it definitely seems that way. We had them today. David Seymour went into Winston's um, makeshift offices down here in Wellington. And although it was only for 10 minutes, um, it did seem he came out of that all smiling and they were talking about progressing the relationship. And then when he was on your show before, Heather, it was interesting comments that he was making around how, you know, a a triangle is stronger than a V in terms of saying, you know, if we have all a good relationship, that's going to be easier. But what we think is happening and what we can deduce from the comments today is that they've actually become quite happy bedfellows in the fact that they found a lot of common ground in a number of things and they're using that to really put the business onto Luxon who probably came in thinking this is going to be a lot easier than it was and I think he's probably quite surprised if I'm honest Heather I would say so I think
0: what's gone on here is that um, the acton national uh, the acton New Zealand first party have realized they have a con- common enemy in these negotiations and it's national at this stage you can't Say, I mean, here's the thing about it, Jason. It's Luxon. If, If the negotiations drag on for too long, Luxon is the one who comes out of this looking bad, right? Because he was the guy who said, I can stitch a deal together. I'm really great at this stuff, right? So he's the one who talked big. He's the one who's got the most at risk here. Am I right?
1: Yeah, and the fact that New Zealand First and ACT know that gives them leverage as well. In fact, what else gives them leverage is they know how much that he wants to get to APEC on Wednesday. Now, the more and more I think about this, the more and more I find out about the way that the negotiations are going. The less and less I think that we're actually going to get off to APEC, which will be tragic news to um, NZME because we've already paid for tickets to get there, but we're not going anywhere if they're not going to be going to be if Luxon's not going to be there. You know, we need to be here where the action is. But it just seems less and less likely that this is happening because David Seymour and Winston Peters, surprise, surprise, are playing nice.
0: Uh, Who knew? Um, Looks like Chippy's going to be sworn in tomorrow at what time? About uh, one o'clock, acting prime minister or prime minister again.
1: Yeah, it's it's all very, uh, you know, it's not very ceremonial at this point. It's just kind of ticking a box to say that the according to the Constitution Act, if they hadn't got a government formed by this time, the caretaker provision extends. So, you know, I n- didn't think anybody actually thought that it would, you know, maybe some people were a bit more optimistic than me thought it could have got d- done this week, but I never thought it did. So this isn't that much of a surprise that it's extending over. But the interesting part about this is that all ministerial warrants for the caretaker uh, ministers carry over, including um or excluding Nanaima Huta, because she obviously didn't win her seat so she has um had to give up the foreign affairs portfolio and Grant Robertson gets it who is likely to be the shortest serving foreign affairs minister in New Zealand's history even if it is in a caretaker (laughs) position
0: (laughs) that's true I suppose Carl Lecane now he seems like a serious guy who takes his job seriously but he's got to lose the job right
1: um, yeah, it's, it's a hard way, and it's always tough to to make that call, someone has got to leave their job. But if you look at the way that the Electoral Commission, there's been so many stuff-ups around here. I would say no, based on the fact that I would have said yes, if the latest iteration, that is the 15 um, errors that they found, if that uh, substantially changed the outcome of the election, I would say there's absolutely no question about it. But I think since he might have dodged a bullet, given the fact that it was a marginal difference, he's definitely got some big old lessons to take home with him and i think that the uh the commission or when the justice select committee looks into the election he's not going to come off very well but at this stage you know i, I think there's lessons come learned to lessons stop learned
0: it. stop accepting mediocrity mate. You <laughs> i'm just up. not as mean Laura, as you i don't think Laura, how much does this guy earn again is it five hundred thousand? he earns five hundred thousand 000 and he balls up the election
1: Oh, I wouldn't say balls up there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on his side here. I wouldn't say balls up the election. I think he's probably di- didn't do himself any favors, but you know, it, it didn't have materially affect the he outcome. He stuck a voting in
0: booth both in a marae where the CEO was a candidate. Yeah, Come and on, they're looking. Look,
1: yeah, I know that is the thing about that one. I think because Tamaki Makoto, there's four votes in it. That one is precarious. I will give you that. And we'll should see I, the should I
0: say that the difference between me and you right now is that you live amongst public servants in Wellington, so you've just got used to mediocrity, whereas I live amongst private business owners. I'm used to people being awesome at their jobs.
1: Heather, 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 how little you think of me.
0: Not you, just the people around you, Jason. (laughs) What I'm saying is that you have have grown to be so generous – because you're putting up with so much mediocrity around you that you're just a lovely soft person. That's what I'm saying. Oh,
1: soft. Do you like okay. that. Okay. I do not. I do not like oh, that. Sorry. Okay.
0: <laughs> I was being nice, though. Anyway, geez, even when I'm nice, I am not nice, it turns out. Jason, thank you, Jason Walls, um, News Talk ZB political editor.
1: For more from Heather Duplessy Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.